The final countdown is on, ladies and gentlemen, with only five weekends of footy remaining before finals fever sets in for another year. And this year, better than ever, because, fingers crossed, COVID doesn't shut us down. There's a finals-like intensity already with the starting tonight. Round 19, Friday Night Football, Tigers versus Fremantle is key for the top eight clash and one of those virtual elimination finals for the Richmond Tigers. Saturday is headlined by a pivotal cue clash between the Lions and the Suns before last year's grand finalists, the Dogs and the Ds, meet under the lights. And then Sunday, the chapter will end with a famous Collingwood and Essendon rivalry, which will be as spicy as ever. So we're officially in the thick of things. We're officially trying to save our seasons, either that being tipping, super coach, or just being the fan on the edge of the eight. And with me to break it down and to tell you what to look out for this weekend is Free Lives resident AFL expert, Nick Guilliminio. Nicky G, question that notice. Are you nervous about the ruse this week? Not a game we're going to cover, obviously, because it should be four yeah. points to the Hawks. But are you nervous? Yeah, I don't think any Hawthorne supporter should be confident with any game this year. But, uh, yeah, certainly with the way North have been playing over the last couple of weeks, um, yeah, you, you wouldn't feel confident. They're up and about. They're, they've come off a really good win against Richmond. And they they will be looking to, um, yeah, take some momentum into this week. They'll see Hawthorne as, an, as another winnable game. And Hawks have never obviously played over in Hobart. So, yeah, it's hard to predict this one, and I'm certainly nervous. Well, we'll use those nervous energies to good use with our must-watch game previews, and it starts tonight at Marvel Stadium, Richmond mm-hmm. versus Fremantle, and the pressure cooker is well and truly ramped up here. So Richmond lost to the Kangaroos last week, and yeah. if there's any fan base that is fragile, sensitive, and loves to get on talkback, it's the Richmond Tigers. And uh, now they have to put insult into injury by trekking all the way down to Marvel Stadium to play a home game against the WA side. What are you looking out for for this game, and do you see the Tigers bouncing back, Nicky G? I do, and I think they have to. Um, yeah, this I'm looking out for Richmond. Um, Richmond's response tonight. Obviously, there's been plenty of news on them after losing to North Melbourne uh, last weekend. But um, yeah, like I think we we touched on it on Monday. Um, it, it was no real issue of the way Richmond played that caused that defeat. They obviously missed a lot of shots on goal. Twenty two behinds. Um, and they've been quite good attacking, uh, attacking wise this season. But what I'm looking out for tonight is their defence. Um, they've got the worst uh, points against record this season out of the top 12 teams. So obviously the the top eight, and then the other teams that are challenging for the last top eight spot. So um, yeah, I mean, if, if they want to cement that top eight spot, if they want to win tonight, and if they want to, um, yeah, do some damage in finals. That is something that Richmond need to fix. And that is um, something we haven't said a lot about Richmond uh, regarding their defensive issues because their whole premiership era was built on defence. So um, that has to be fixed. I'll know that. And, uh, yeah, I'm expecting a big response tonight. Well, there you go. Even under the roof at Marvel. I'm expecting a big response from the Dockers as well because they were thoroughly disappointing in the second half against Sydney. They got Mm -hmm. found out when forced to play a different style of football. And I think, yeah, they 
They Their credentials as a top four side this year are coming under question, just like Richmond's as a top eight side is as well. I don't think we'll see as quite a game from um, Brayshaw, who only managed to rack up the 20 disposals last week, but he finished with 39 in the uh, round 20 clash against the Tigers last year. So loves playing against the Tigers, as does Nat Fife as well, averaging, I think, 20 disposals in his last 12 games against Richmond. Mm-hmm. So there's players that like to take on the Tigers. And I think, as you said, the, the pressure is obviously up because of that shock loss to the Ruse. And I think the Tigers are there for the taking. And I'm I'm a nervous Tigers fan. And I'm also, you know, purple hat, purple haze on that purple train. So I'm very interested to see if Fremantle can indeed um, stack up and prove their top four credentials. Um, so are you tipping the Tigers then? Or are you going to go for the slim upset of the Dockers? I'm going to tip the Tigers. Um, I still think that they, they're backing, uh, sorry, that they, they possess more experience uh, than the Dockers and obviously both need to win. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think the Richmond supporters will turn out in numbers tonight. They have to. They've had a few shocking weeks, uh, the Richmond supporters. Uh, they, their crowd numbers have been um, in the news as well. Dimmer's um, come out and said he wants the Tiger Army to uh, come out in force tonight. So... Yeah, I, I just think they'll come out in numbers uh, and there'll be a big response. So I can't see them losing. Surely not. Surely not two in a row. You wouldn't think so, but uh, this loss would be a lot less shocking than losing to the to the Kangaroos. Some yep. interesting stats to round out this uh, preview for Richmond. They, their numbers are so good for a side that's outside the eight. So they're averaging six, 96 points this season. That's second in the AFL. Uh, the last four rounds, they've been the second-best team to score from centre bounce. And they won the forward half differential by 28 minutes last week, which is the best result of the year by any side. And they still end up losing. They've mm. led at halftime by 13 games this year. That's equal with Melbourne and the equal most in any team in the competition. Um, and they've won the most forward half uh, intercept possessions per game as well. All of that is going in their favour. It's all very Richmondy, And then they're still outside the eight. So, as you said, it's their defence, which is, you know, Shocking to to think, but that's what's letting them down. Yeah, and can they fix it up? Well, only time will tell. But um, as you said, at home, backs against the wall. This is what this club is all about. So it should be a Richmond win, um, but it definitely won't be an easy battle. Speaking of the tips that should go a certain way, Port Adelaide versus Geelong at the Adelaide Oval on Saturday night. Um, you know, on paper, shouldn't be a huge. You know, clash. It should mm. just be Geelong is the number one team in the competition. Geelong gets this win comfortably. They they cruised past the Blues last week, but because of everyone stumbling on the fringes of the eight, Kenny Hinckley's men are still in with a sniff. Yeah. Can you see a boilover happening at the Adelaide Oval, Nicky G? I can see one happening. Um, Geelong's record at the Adelaide Oval isn't great at all. I think they've lost. Uh, uh, three out of their last four, to be exact, actually, um, when travelling to the Adelaide Oval. So, um, yeah, like you summed it up pretty well there. When when Geelong are you know expected to win, I think that's when they're most vulnerable. So that's what I'll be looking out for tonight. Will be the Cats um, just handling that mantle of uh, best team in the competition and um, playing like the best team in the competition. Um, obviously, I think they. It's fair to say that after last week's win and probably the last month of footy, they are the premiership favourites. And um, they've done well flying under the radar. Um, but it's when they're at the top. This is when we 
want to see them, uh, yeah, continue to produce those types of uh, performances leading up into finals. We know finals lets them down a lot, um, as seen over the last few years. So, um, yeah, they're going to a place to, uh, over the weekend where, um, yeah, they, they don't win many games. So, can they go there as favourites and get the win? Um, it's going to be interesting. They're, they're by far, like you said, they're by far the better side on paper. All the, all the, they lead Port Adelaide in all the key areas. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch. But I do see a, a boil over happening because, um, um, yeah, Port Adelaide still have a lot to play for, and they were quite good last week against the D's as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. And history also suggests that this could be a bit of a bogey side for the for the Cats. So they were outscored by five goals from clearances against the Power last year in the qualifying final at Adelaide Oval. Um, speaking of a boil over, that was absolutely one. That was their second worst differential for that season. Um, but again, can you rely on another boil over? Probably not. From a tipping point of view, it's going to be very hard pressed to tip against Geelong, especially in the form that they're in. But uh, as you've mentioned there, this... This could be a banana peel game for them, but uh, are you going to go with the upset tip, get one back on the uh, on the crowds, or are you going to play it safe and go for Geelong? Um, I'll probably play it safe. Like you said, it's very hard to tip against the Cats when they're in this form. Um, I just hope they continue it. So, um, yeah, I'll be backing in the Cats in this one. We'll be back after a quick break. Another one where you might want to try and tip the outsider is the Q Clash at the Gabba, also on Saturday night. And so I suppose, you know, take away last week because last week the Lions looked nervy against the Giants and they came home with a big 40-point 40, 40 win. And then the Suns, 48-point loss at Marvel to the Bombers, although the Bombers are in a massive hot streak. Do we throw away that last week performance and go on the, you know, the burgeoning form and the massive after the siren win against Richmond for the, for the Suns? Or... Do you say that we're coming into finals now, Brisbane are a team that are like doing their classic top tier team thing, start the season off strong, go into a lull and then come back out again and they should be winning this comfortably like they always do against little brother, the Suns, and then roll in to try and, you know, secure a top two spot and a home final come September. Mm, yeah, no, I, I think, um, again, you summed it up pretty well. Um, and we saw it from Melbourne last season as well. Um we all know what happened with Melbourne uh, winning the premiership at the end of 2021. So, yeah, they started the season off well, um, slowed down a bit, had a bit of a slump mid-year, and then, yeah, finished very strongly. And obviously last week I think was probably Brisbane's, one of Brisbane's best performances of the year against the Giants. Um, a lot is spoken about the Giants' midfield, I know, um, for, for all the wrong reasons, but... Brisbane were just so dominant in that area, led by Hugh McCluggage, obviously with his 29 disposal and four-goal uh, four performance. Um, but the, the midfield as a whole 
with the injection of uh, Reese Matheson, the barometer, in there. They they smashed the Giants in contested possessions, uncontested possessions, clearances, inside 50s. Um, so, I, I'm yeah, going up against a pretty decent um, Gold Coast midfield as well. I am looking forward to seeing uh, that midfield continue, uh, the Brisbane midfield continue to fire and hopefully take some real momentum into this last uh this last home run into the into the uh, final, so um, it'll be interesting to watch again. And um, yeah, I think it's important for Brisbane to build up as much momentum as possible heading into finals because there's a lot riding on them. I think there's there's a little bit of a little bit of pressure. Um, just to, I think a lot of their supporters and the media just need to see a bit more from Brisbane in September. So. Um, yeah, this will be a good test for them against uh, the, the Suns, the little brothers. And um, yeah, it'll be a good watch. So what's a pass mark then for the Suns? Because obviously everyone's expecting Brisbane to win this. They probably should, mm-hmm. as you said, if they were trying to like solidify their September credentials. But, um, you know, it was, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were saying really it has to be finals now. They've re-signed Stuart Jew. Yeah. It's got to be the year they make finals. That's becoming increasingly difficult. And if they lose this, you know, on average, they lose these games in the Q clash by 50-odd points. They often concede 100-plus points to Brisbane. Yeah. Is, it, is an honourable loss enough or do they have to try and sneak the win and try and campaign for finals still? They're certainly good enough to win, I feel, when they're at their best, the Suns. Um, and, yeah, the, it's, it is do or die this week. I think that Essendon loss last week is going to do real damage to their finals hopes. They pretty much need a perfect uh, record heading into the season. They can't really afford to lose another game if they want to finish in that last top eight spot. So, um, yeah, I think they'll, they'll definitely feel that, feel like they can win, uh, feel like they probably should win. And, um, yeah, and even if they don't, even if they um, don't make finals, um, I think it would be good for the club and good for their fans just to see uh, their sons knocking off a few big teams and, creating some real momentum and some real belief into 2023. Absolutely. But I think we're both going to lean with the safe pick again and both take the Lions at the Gabba. Arguably the biggest and maybe the most important game of the weekend will be at Marvel Stadium, Western Bulldogs versus Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to get a read on these two sides. Obviously last year's grand finalists, but we think – is it reputation that we should be tipping on? Is it current form? Because I think the current form of both sides has been kind of patchy. We saw last week, yes, Melbourne had to go to Alice Springs. They only kind of won by 14 points in a, in a, you know, a quite tough and, and dour game against Port. But we know that the D's at their best, and they haven't been the best for quite a long time now, are one of the, the best teams in the competition and obviously have the measure of the dogs. The same thing can be said for the dogs. It's, you know... Mm. Where do they find their goals from? At their best, they're running through the midfield. The ball's streaming. The movement's great. But, you know, at their worst, they're, they're lacking tall options. Aaron Oren does come back this week, but does that just fix all their problems? Which which version of these two teams do you think we'll see this weekend and which version do you think is the better version um, that you'll be basing your tip on? Well, hopefully we see the best of both teams and it's, it'll be a cracking uh, Saturday night fixture. Um, but obviously Melbourne's best is pretty much unbeatable uh, when compared to the rest of the competition. We know how good they can be, but um, we haven't really seen it 
um, this season. I don't, I don't know. I think maybe round one against the Bulldogs was probably the closest they've been to reproducing that um, September form of last season that was just so dominant. Um, but I think this is a real opportunity for the Dogs. Um, obviously, Melbourne, they, they got the win last week against Port, but um, again, it wasn't very convincing. It, they pretty much won off the off the boot of Cozzy Pickett um, alone with his five goals. That probably got them over the line. But yeah, I think the Bulldogs showed some... Um, some not some good form last week. Got got a big win again. They're on the brink of the top eight. They can sniff it. They need to make it. Um, a lot of pressure again is on that club and on Luke Beveridge. And yeah, it's a real opportunity just to get one back over the D's. Like you said, Melbourne's had the measure over the Bulldogs. Been beat them in the grand final. Beat them in round one. I would pretty much say it's been the reason for the Bulldogs' downfall this season. Um, but, yeah, this, this would be a good one for the Dogs to get uh, one over. Uh, yeah, it will probably get them into the top eight as well if Richmond don't win tonight. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like the Bulldogs' chances. I think they've got the better form heading into the fixture. The other part, too, is they, they match up quite nicely when they're both playing at their peak. So you take the last fortnight, Melbourne have conceded the most scores from stoppage. Uh, in anyone in the in the competition. Meanwhile, the opposite side of that coin, the Bulldogs are scoring the most from stoppage. So the Dogs' biggest strength is the Melbourne's biggest weakness at the moment. Um, and even defensively, uh, last week the Dogs only conceded one goal against the Saints from from clearance as well. So mm-hmm. it's there for the Bulldogs if they if they can perform anywhere near their best, and if Melbourne continues to be in that slump. And I suppose that's the big question: What do you trust? Is Melbourne just doing what Brisbane's done, what other teams have done? They're in that mid-form slump. There's five weeks to go. They're about to come out of it and gear up for funnels. Or have they been found out? Have they, you know, a year of being chased has got to them and they've, they're going to slowly, you know, finish top four and, and not be the, the benchmark team as we've seen them all year? Yeah, I mean, in, in any, like, dynasty era of teams, um, I don't think you can ever expect a, a team just to dominate every se- uh, every season, uh, week in, week out. And so that, that's the same for Melbourne. Yeah, they've had a bit of a slump, but yeah, I, I still think they're a lot better than what they've made out to be over the last um, probably six to eight weeks of footy. Um, again, we haven't seen uh, their best this season Um consistently at least so, so um yeah i think melbourne fans and the, you know the, the neutral fan as well will be hoping that um yeah melbourne's the, melbourne are just saving their best form for the right time of the season um and that's all that really matters at the end of the day you know we we won't be remembering this uh form slump if uh they peak in september and blow every team away by 10 goals and go back to back. So that's all that matters really. And it just feels like we're waiting for that form to come back and it feels like it's going to happen eventually. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be reading too much into their, their poor form just yet. They're still winning games of footy. They're still getting the job done. That's all that really matters. Secure that top two spot and yeah, peak at the right time of the year. There you go. So are you tipping the D's then or are you going for the upset? I'll tip the D's. I'll tip the D's. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure on the Bulldogs to win and it'll be good for the club. But again, yeah, Melbourne's had the measure and um, they just know how to 
get the job done over the Bulldogs. So I see that happening again. There you go. I'm going to go the reverse here. I think the hungry dog, as they say in sports cliche, runs fastest. <laughs> there is no hungrier dogs at the moment than the dogs on the outside of the eight. The other part is that D's aren't hungry at the moment. So they have recorded a post-clearance pressure factor of 161, equal second last in the competition. Last year they ranked second for that measure. They aren't showing that ferocity around the football. They aren't showing that follow-up mentality, that second, third effort. If they allow the dogs to run clear from clearance, score heavily from clearance, like they have been for the last fortnight, then they're going to allow the dogs to get up to a very, uh, very sizable lead, comfortable lead, and I'm expecting an uh, upset win and the dogs to sneak back into the eight. So uh, watch this space on that one. And what you'll be watching on Sunday afternoon is Collingwood versus Essendon, one of the biggest rivalries in the history of the game. And the Pies are selling papers for all the right reasons and a couple of the wrong reasons as well. Um, <laughs> Obviously, everyone will be talking about high tackles. Yeah. It will be, always be the umpire's fault when it comes to this game. But uh, more importantly is that can Collingwood continue this momentum? Do these small wins and winning at the right time and the thrill of the chase, as uh, their coach McRae has said, can that be maintained or are they ready for a drop-off? Can the Bombers, who are well outside funnels, and it must be annoying their fans greatly because they're playing like a funnels team now, they're just doing it 12 weeks too late. But... Uh, can they cause a biggest upset that will that will please probably everyone in the football community except for Pies fans? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the last month of footy is anything to go by, um, Essendon just seem to be like they're they're playing freely, they're playing without any pressure, and that's probably because their you know their finals hopes are done and their season's done. Um, but yeah, they're they're one of the best teams at the moment at you know contested and uncontested possessions. They definitely top the Pies in those categories and. Um, yeah, the thing with Collingwood, I, I don't know. Yes, they've been getting wins, and yes, that's important for them. But um, it just feels like they're getting very close uh, to, to a loss. They're probably due a loss. Obviously, those eight wins in a row, I think five or six of them have come under a two-goal margin. And um, yeah, they escaped the woods the last fortnight as well, just getting over the line against North Melbourne and just getting over the line against Adelaide. And yeah, I mean, if we're going to be tipping based on form, it has to be Essendon because they absolutely blew the Suns away last week. And, yeah, they they did pretty well against Brisbane the week before that as well. So, um, honestly, I'd be, yeah, I'd be tipping Essendon comfortably in this one, surprisingly. Well, as you mentioned there, it wasn't just five or six. Their last eight wins, Collingwood have come by less than two goals. On the flip side, since round 14, the Bombers are averaging 100 points a game. They are the highest scoring team in the competition and uh, the second most efficient inside 50 as well, scoring from nearly half of their inside 50s. So as you said, on paper, as opposed to the latter, um, the numbers are backing up a, a, a boil over and that will be one that will be uh, celebrated and tuned into around the country. Mm-hmm. Can you... See Nick Dacos backing it up, 40 disposals last week and three goals. Just one of 17 plays in AFL to reach that benchmark since 1999. Yeah. Will he be the one to watch and will they send a tagger to him? Do they need to? Or uh, is that too much for a young kid to expect it to back it up <laughs> two weeks in a row? Well, yeah, it, it is a lot to expect um, for any you know ordinary first-year player, but... He is obviously extra <laughs> extraordinary. Um, uh, yeah, and I do see him backing it up. But 
On the flip side, um, I also believe that teams should probably start to tag him because he is proving damaging um, off that halfback flank and through the midfield for Collingwood. Obviously, we saw what he can do at the peak of his powers. Um, and yeah, I guess you'd be silly to you know watch that game and face Collingwood the following week and not put some time into Nick Dacos. You wouldn't want him to be getting... 40 disposals at will and three goals. Obviously, that's going to cause a fair bit of damage on the scoreboard. So, yes, I've seen him backing it up, but, um, you know, Essendon should be sending a tagger to him um, to nullify him as much as possible. There you go. So, are you expecting the Bombers to cause the upset then? Are you backing in form or are you backing in the ladder? Got to back in form. And I know Essendon um, have their inconsistencies as well, and they can just revert back to their old selves any given week. Um, and that may very well happen, but um, I will be backing in form in this one and tipping the Bombers. And uh, yeah, I mean, Collingwood's streak has to end at some point. And yeah, I just feel like this this will be the week that it happens. Um, Essendon have just been too good lately. You do say too good, but I don't know. I think they cop some teams at the right time. They cop the uh, the COVID Brisbane Lions. They cop the tired Swans. They <laughs> then they ended up losing that game to the Eagles as well. So you know, and they and they got the Suns. And I don't know. There's question well, marks around Essendon. I think they get to be really. <laughs> They've definitely got Collingwood at a good time too, but I'm expecting – I think Collingwood knows how to win. They do. At the end of the day, if this game is close, and I think it will be closer than what people expect, they win the tight ones, obviously. So if it's a contest in the mud, expect a tight win for the Pies. <laughs> Speaking of tight wins, every point is essential at this time of year for Supercoach teams as we reach the pinnacle of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, who is your essential purchase or what's your essential play for Supercoach this week? Uh, well, I'll start off with a play. If you can save trades, do it because finals is just around the corner. If you're in a mini league and that's what you're focusing on, even, um, even if you're going for the rankings, I'll probably still be saving the trades because, um, well, going by what I've seen, uh, a lot of people are running low and I still think there's plenty still to unfold in these final five weeks. So if you have the opportunity to save the trades, do it, um, but if you're like me and you've just got no bench cover at all and you're losing premiums through injuries and suspensions uh, and you need a replacement, I am bringing in Andrew Brayshaw because like you said at the start of the show, Gordo, he is uh, he loves playing the Tigers and he's been in career best form this season. Probably one of the, I would say he's a Brownlow Smokey or at least one of the favourites. So, um yeah, he's been in good form lately. He only scored the 96 points last week against uh, Sydney, but he had the two scores before that, over 130. So he, he knows how to score big. He scored 189 at one point this season as well. So get him into your team uh, before tonight. And, yeah, um, hopefully he scores a big one, another big one against the Tigers. There you go. There's the essential play. Keep your trades, but if you are going to use one, use it on Brayshaw. Time to round out the episode with our Put Your House On It picks. What the things that we are most confident about to happen this weekend? And I'll lay it off here because you mentioned Brayshaw and he's in my uh, my same game multi-pick for tonight's game, Frio versus the Tigers. And uh, my three-leg same game multi is Frio to win, Fife to have a goal, and Brayshaw to go 25-plus. Uh, so 
the win, Richmond has failed to cover the line in their last five games at Marvel. They hate it. They've openly come out and said they hate it. I wonder why. They're not about it. They're in, they're in the doldrums. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the doldrums. They're under the pump, and they're, now they're going to have to go to the Dome. Uh, that does not spell good news for the Tigers, so expect the Purple Haze to get the result. Nathan Fife has recorded 20 disposals in each of his last 12 appearances against Richmond, and he'll continue to play at least some time in the half-forward line. So expect 20-plus and a goal if you want to do your own little cheeky side multi there, but definitely the one goal. And as you mentioned there, Andrew Brayshaw, Brownlow Smokey, obvious best and fairest for the Dockers this year, has recorded 25-plus disposals in 20 of his last 21 appearances. And uh, last week was his drop-off. And he had 20. A quiet game for him there with 20 disposals. So uh, that is an absolute moral. And speaking of morals, my prop bet is going to be Brisbane to win the first quarter against the Suns by more than 6.5 points. Uh, Brisbane win 68% of their first quarters with a percentage of 128. The Suns only win 21%. They're third worst in the competition in Q1s with a percentage of 75. So I think Big Brother beats up on Little Brother yet again in the Q clash. But uh, what do you have on the cards there? Yeah, well, for my prop, I've got one for you to add to your same game multi tonight, Gordo. Um, I've got the game to go over the total point line of 165.5 because in Richmond's last four games, they've been over and we've talked uh, extensively this podcast about uh, Richmond's attack uh, being one of the best in the competition and then also their defence uh, being one of the worst. Uh, so I'm expecting tonight to be high scoring and uh, yeah, Freya love playing under the dome so I can see um, that coming off. And my pick as well, um, again, we just spoke about it, but I'm going the Bombers at $2.68 over the Magpies. I think that'll happen. I think that's a, yeah, it's a good punt to have. So uh, they're my two for this weekend. There you go. Putting your house on an absolute upset is a very Nicky G thing to do. The other Nicky G thing to do is to watch all the games and obviously follow them all on the Footy Live app. And, of course, we'll be joining you on Tuesday around the water cooler to break down all the biggest news, talking points, good, the bad, and the controversial. Uh, and you can follow all of that in the Footy Live app this weekend. So until then, enjoy your football and we'll see you next week.